podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. All righty, are you ready to get started this morning? If you don't know who I am, my name is Randy, and I'm your best friend this morning. Let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful for all of our campuses and all that are here this morning. And I'm just asking, Lord, that you would would help me to have the conversation this morning, to be the mouthpiece of God, to to speak to your people. God, you know the situations. You know the circumstance. You know the pain. You know the hurt. God, I pray today that you would use me, God, to speak words of hope, words of healing. God, you said you sent your word and healed them. I thank you that there's healing in our locations today, healing at every campus as the word of God is being released, Father. I pray that you'd give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to perceive. Holy Spirit, help me today. Thank you for this moment. God, we're all together, linked through technology God, do big things here at Celebration today. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen and amen and amen. Well, there's a guy who went to a pet store to buy a parrot, a talking parrot, because he was a lonely guy, and he thought that that might fix the problem. So the store owner sold him a talking parrot, and So the guy takes the bird home, and a few days go by, and the parrot doesn't say, doesn't utter a word. So he goes back to the the pet store owner, and he says, hey, this bird's not talking. And the store owner says, well, what you need to do is you need to buy this ladder and take it home. And I'm sure that if the bird starts climbing the ladder, he'll, he'll want to talk. So he bought the ladder, he took it home. And a few days go by, and the parrot is still not talking. So he goes back to the store owner, a little frustrated. Hey, this bird isn't talking. And he says, oh, oh, don't worry. The bird will talk. What you need to do is buy a, buy a swing, a, a swing. And, and, and once the bird starts swinging, he'll want to start talking. And so he buys the swing. He goes home, and a couple days go by, and the bird doesn't utter a word. And so he's really frustrated. He goes back to the pet store and he says, hey, this bird's not talking. And the store owner says, oh, don't worry. What you need is a a mirror. Because when the bird starts seeing himself in the mirror, he'll he'll want to, to talk. And so he takes the mirror home and a few days go by. The bird's not talking. And then a few more days go by and tragically, the bird dies. Wow. So he goes back to the the pet store, and he brings all the stuff, and he he tells him the tragic news, and the store owner is baffled, and he asked the guy, he said, did did the bird ever utter any words? And the guy thought for a moment, and he replied, and he says, you know, as a matter of fact, right before he fell off his perch and hit the bottom of the cage, he asked me this question, looking me in the eyes. He said, does that store sell any 
food at all? How many of you know it's important to know what matters most? The swing doesn't matter. The mirror doesn't matter. The bird needs food. If I asked you what matters to you most this morning at all of our locations, what would you, what would you say? There could not be a more important question to be asked. And here's the reason why. Listen, your whole life revolves around what matters most to you. So what is it that matters most to you? Is it, is it success? Is it, is it your career? Is it, for many, it's making lots of money? Is it fame? Is it popularity? Is it happiness? Is it peace, education, health, safety, family? relationships. We can go on and on, but I have good news for you this morning. I can help you identify really what matters most to you because Jesus gives us the answer in helping us to identify really what matters most to us. We, we see it in Luke chapter 12, verse 34. Here's what Jesus says concerning identifying what matters most to you. He says, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be or what matters most. And what matters most to you is where you're going to be, you're going to end up being. Where you're at right now is really just a byproduct of what matters most to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, What matters most is where you put your treasure. Here's the principle that Jesus gives us. Your treasure reveals what matters most. Your treasure, that's powerful. Your treasure reveals what matters most. Well, that that would beg us to define what treasure is. And the Bible defines treasure primarily this way. Your treasure is your time, it's your talent, and it's your money. Your your time, your talent, or your abilities, and your money or your resources. So I want you to see this here. I've got your attention, I know. Jesus, your master, your savior, goes on record here and says, what matters most is not what you say, And it's not what you think, but it's what you do with your treasure. It's what you do with your time. It's what you do with your talent. It's what you do with your money. That's what identifies what really matters to you most. Let Let me say it another way. What you love gets your treasure. What you love, some of you, it'll be McDonald's this afternoon. Some of you be the lotto, right? Some of you be a nice shiny boat. What you, and nothing wrong with none of this stuff, but what you love is what gets your treasure. If God never gets your treasure, you don't love God. If your relationship never gets your treasure, then you really 
could give a flip about your relationship. If your kids never get your treasure, hello, I'm preaching better than you're shouting this morning. Hmm? Whatever you love gets your treasure. So you can say that your marriage is important. You can say that your family is important. You can say that God is important. But the truth is that if you're not investing time there, investing your gifts and your talent there, investing your money and resources there, it really isn't what matters to you most. Here's another great question. At the end of your life, the life you built, the life you lived, the life you did, will it be worth it? I mean, you're going to live it. You're going to build it. You're going to do it. But really, will it be what really matters? So here's the big idea today, because what we're doing is just laying a foundation to where we're going in the next couple of weeks, which is some exciting stuff. But today's just some teaching. It's just some, it's just some foundational truth. But, but here is the big idea today. What if you could identify what God says matters most and then use your treasure for what matters most? So at the end of your life, you live a life that matters most. I don't know about you, but sign me up. I need to hear this now so that I don't waste the rest of my my life. You know, God is all about you living a life that, that matters. The psalmist said it this way in Psalms 90, 12. It's a Psalms of, Psalm of Moses. He says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When Moses said this to teach us to he said, teach us to number our days. He, he doesn't mean count your days to put a number on your days. He's saying that what we need to do is understand and we need to recognize that we only, all of us, we only have so many days upon this earth and that, and that we need to take every day seriously because the truth is I know you don't want to hear it this morning. It's a little early for this. But the truth is you're all running out of days. And what this verse is saying is that when you, when you realize that, that your time is short, it brings a heart of wisdom that really causes you to live differently. It really causes you to live for what matters. Now, what's sad, it's so sad is that most people don't value the day until they're almost out of days. And people who only have a few days to live, have you ever noticed? They live differently. People who who are on their deathbed never say, man, I sure would like to work more. They, they, they never say on their, best, their, their death uh, bed, they never say, man, I wish I had more days to just make more money, more days to drink beer and watch sports. No, they don't say things like that. They don't, on their deathbed, they're not saying, oh, I wish I had another day to play the lotto. No, they're not saying that. No, why? Because they have a wisdom. They have a wisdom for the value of a day. And they... They want to make the most of their days. I have a friend right now that he's only been given 
just days and months to live, and he's, he's radically changed his life, and he's, he's not living like he used to. In fact, you know what he's doing? He's writing a book for his son so that when he's not here, his son can really know what matters in life. Paul says it this way in Ephesians chapter 5. So be careful, saying the same thing as the psalmist, be careful how you live. Lotus, don't live like fools. Tap your neighbor and say, I think the preacher's talking to you this morning. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every, catch this, every opportunity. That, the word opportunity simply means limited time in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand, understand what the Lord wants you to do. This is my goal today, celebration, is to help you to understand what the Lord wants you to do, to help you understand what really, really, really matters most. Because the truth of the matter is, here in Clovis, Air Fresno, in Madeira, the vast majority of us, we spend our time, we spend our talent, and we spend our money on stuff at the end of the day really doesn't matter. Here's the principle. You will never find true fulfillment in life if wrong things matter. I'm going to say that again. You'll never find true fulfillment in life if wrong things matter. Just a side note, that's the reason why so many people are not fulfilled in life. It's because we're living for all the wrong, the wrong things. And I would submit to you this morning in this teaching that there are only actually three things that matter. I want to give them to you, and then we'll be done. Number one, God matters. God matters. Come on, give it up at all the... How many of you believe God? Now, now I know I'm in church, right? So I know most of us would agree, absolutely, we got, a hand, we got a hand clap, right? Absolutely, God matters. But here's the real question. Does your life really reflect that God matters? D- does your time, does your talent, and does your money speak to the fact that God matters? Could, could we follow you around? Could you follow me around and see evidence that our lives are a full-on, God-really-matters kind of life. Because if God matters, according to Jesus, then our, our time's going to be there. Our talent and abilities are going to be there. We're going to invest them. And our money and our resources, we're going to invest them there. Mark chapter 12, verse 29, this is what Jesus said. Jesus replied, the most important The most important, what matters most, the most important commandment is this, you must love the Lord your God with, not part-time, not not if you feel like it, not if you feel like going to church, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your, God wants 
all, not part. He doesn't want part-time believers. He wants full-on, radical, sold-out, for-God kind of belief. Because this is what matters. And one of these days, the truth is, is we're all going to stand before our God. Listen, we're going to stand before God face to face. If you've ever read your Bible, you know that day is coming. You're going to stand before the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. And God is going to ask you, it's in the Bible, God's going to ask you this question. Here's the question he's going to ask you when you breathe your last breath here on earth. Here's the question you're going to be faced with. What did you do with Jesus? Were you in relationship with Jesus? Did you receive Jesus as your Savior? Did you make him your Lord? Listen, I'm just saying, of all the things that could matter at the end of your life, at the end of the day, there's only one thing that really matters, and that's your relationship with God. In fact, Jesus talked about the importance of your relationship in Matthew. He says, on that day, the day that you stand before God, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many works in your... Now, notice, these are good things. They're, they're, doing, they're doing good. They're doing good things. But notice what Jesus says here, verse 23, and then... And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. It's not what you do for him. It's whether you know him. That matters. And then I'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. The message translation puts it this way. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. It wasn't about... God, it wasn't that God mattered. You just figured out how to use religious stuff to kind of prop your life up to make you look better. Woo, I'm preaching good. I can feel this in this place. Come on, are you receiving this this morning? So it wasn't that they didn't do good things. It was the fact that they did not have a relationship with Jesus. Listen, celebration, it's not doing religious things that matters. It's having a relationship With God, that matters. God matters. God matters. Hear me, God matters. Paul says it this way in Philippians, I once thought these things were valuable. Notice what's underlined. In other words, in other words, what he's saying, he says, what I thought mattered, what I thought mattered, I consider them now worthless because of what? of what Christ has done. What what, what I thought matters doesn't matter anymore because of this is what matters, my relationship with Christ. Verse 8 says, yes, everything else is worthless. Worthless. In other words, there's nothing nothing else matters when compared with the infinite value knowing Christ Jesus. God matters. It's the most important thing in your life. It says, knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as gay. Don't matter anymore. Because what matters is my relationship with God so that I could gain 
Christ. Here's what Paul is saying. This is what so many of us need to do here today. Paul is saying, I'm getting what really matters right in my life. What used to be important to me is not as important as my relationship with God. And this is my hope this morning for all of us, that that knowing God and serving God is not a Sunday thing for you. Because God doesn't want to be a Sunday God. God wants to be your full-time God. Come on, somebody ought to clap right there. Somebody ought to shout right there. Somebody ought to help the preacher right there. God doesn't want to be your Sunday God. He wants to be your Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. He wants to be your full-time God. God matters. Now, the truth is, to be honest, we all feel that gravitational pull towards things that don't matter. Is that not true? I, I think that that's the reason why Jesus throughout the Gospels tells so many stories about people who lived their lives for things that don't matter. In fact, he talks about one guy who spent his whole life living for pleasures and the thrills of this world. In fact, he accumulated so much wealth and so much stuff. This is what Jesus said to him in Luke chapter 12, verse 20. But God said to him, you fool. We already read that. You fool in Ephesians. Paul says, don't live like fools. And here it is again. But God said to him, you fool. I will demand your life from you tonight. And now who will get what you have accumulated? In other words, you're going to stand before God tonight and everything that you thought mattered, guess what? It doesn't matter. Who's going to get it now? Your wife's going to marry another guy and he's going to get it. He's going to drive your car and sleep in your bed. It don't matter. He said in verse 21, that was good right there. That's funny. I don't care who you are. Verse 21, that's how it is when a person treasures material possessions and his riches don't serve God. See, your treasure needs to serve God. Why? Because God matters. My, my hope here at Celebration is that, is that we, would make, we, would, we would make knowing God and serving God so attractive to you that literally it really becomes the highlight of your life. Because, listen, that's what really matters. We will have failed as a ministry and as a church if you don't see that serving God and, 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 and knowing God is, 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 is really the highlight of your life. It's the reason why celebration. We want to make God so attractive because God matters. Number two, God matters. Number two, People matter. People matter to God, and people need to matter to you. You know, one of the few things that really matters in this life are the people around you. Hear me. Paul says in Galatians, verse 13 of chapter 5, serve one another in love. For the whole law, catch this, the whole law or the whole Bible, the whole Bible can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor. 
Your neighbor is not just the people you live by, but your neighbor who's around you. Wherever you're at, if you're in Costco, those, those are your neighbors. If you're driving down Shaw, those are your neighbors. You don't need to be flipping your neighbors off. Those are your, those are your neighbors. Love your neighbor. Don't flip them off. Verse 15, but if you're always biting and devouring and having road rage with one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So in other words, what, what, what Paul is saying here is if you're not loving people, if you're not serving people, then you've forgotten what really matters. If, if you're fighting, if you're fussing with people, then you have forgotten what really matters in life. Are you still here? I didn't lose you. I know this is heavy. I know this is foundational, but we got to get this straight if we're going to be able to go on and really live a productive, happy life. You know, 9-11, when, when the, the, the day the terrorists attacked our, our nation, I don't know about you, but the most vivid memories that I have is when they played those recordings of those people who ended up dying that day. Those, those last-minute phone calls from, the, from those people in the towers and on those planes to their loved ones' recorders. In fact, in the first 10 minutes, there was over 1,000 calls made from those people. Some of those calls, I'm sure you heard them, some of those calls went something like this. Honey, honey, I know we fought this morning, but I want you to know I really do love you. I really do care about you. You see, all of a sudden, when those people realized how few their days were, they got a heart of wisdom. You see, when you've got plenty of days, then you've got plenty of days to fight. But, but if you ain't got plenty of days and you're dying soon, then you're going to be saying, sorry, baby. Sorry, sweetheart. I want you to know I love you. Son, I want you to know I, I haven't said this much, but I want you to know I believe in you. I'm proud of you. Mom, I know I haven't called you in a long time, but I want you to know I'm so grateful for your influence in my, in my life. Why, why would we do that? Why? Because we all know at the end of the day, if you'll be honest with yourself, people matter. People matter. And if I can be so bold to you this morning at all of our campuses, I'm just here to tell you we're spending way too much time fighting with people, fussing with people, getting mad at people when we're so, so, supposed to be, listen, when we're supposed to be spending our lives impacting and serving and reaching people for Jesus. How, how about the next three weeks? Instead of fighting with people, how about inviting somebody to our Easter services? You were wondering how I was going to fit that in. I just fit that in. Instead of fighting with your neighbor, how about inviting your neighbor? Oh, I can't. I got to confess right here. I just, see, this is me. I'm preaching to my, this message is really for me this morning. You're just here and you're, you're, you're just blessed to hear it. But there's been an issue with my neighbor my neighbor has irritated the, the, the God out of me at times. 
I kid you. It's, it's true. You could ask my wife after service. She'll be in the lobby to verify this. For some reason, my neighbor's yard, every time it rains, every time his sprinklers go on, all of his landfill comes into my driveway. I have to almost put it in four-wheel drive just to get up into my driveway because of all the earth, all the dirt that comes from his yard. And it's been brewing in me and upsetting me and irritating me. And we've, we've you know, years ago, we called the association and, and, and he didn't seem to get the memo. And, 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 and so I come home every day and I say, I'm going to call the association. We're going to deal with this rude neighbor, this, this unconsiderate neighbor. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take him. That's what we'll take him to court. That's what we'll do. Driving home a couple months ago, God says, why don't you just clean the dirt up yourself and try loving your neighbor? <laughs> I said, God, that, that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant because the truth of the matter is if I hate on my neighbor, he's not going to come to an Easter service. But if I love on him and clean up his dirt, maybe perhaps... I'll have a voice, an influence. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying, this is how we need to live our lives. Our time is short, and people, people matter. Let me show you how much this really matters. I said earlier, and you need to hear this. I said earlier, there'll be a day when you die, and you will stand before the Almighty God. It's in the Bible. And the first question that you will hear and that you will be asked is about your relationship with Jesus. Now, listen to me, celebration. Your answer to that first question will determine your eternal existence. If you embraced a relationship with Jesus upon this earth, In your earthly life, you then will spend eternity in heaven. But I want to make this very clear. The Bible is very clear. It's throughout scriptures. If you reject a relationship with Jesus upon this earth, then you will spend eternity in hell. This is called the great white throne judgment. It's all throughout the scriptures. It is a heaven and hell judgment. Now, here's what you need to understand. If you answered the first question correctly, you then get a second question. Aren't you glad you're here to hear this? You're getting the essay before you get the essay. You're going to get the second question. But listen, if you answered the first one incorrectly, you'll never hear this question. Because this question is only for those who are in heaven. And this question has to do with heaven's eternal rewards given out at that time. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. There's two judgments in heaven. This is the judgment seat of Christ where eternal rewards are handed out. Now, hear me. The second question is going to go like this. What did you do with your life to impact people for Jesus? What did you do with your life to impact people for Jesus. Well, I flipped them off, Lord. I took them to court. (laughs) 
Here's what the discussion sounds like in that moment. Jesus gives it to Matthew 25, 34. Then the king, Jesus, will say to those to his right, Come here, you beloved, you people whom my father has blessed. Claim your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you from the beginning of creation. Verse 35, you shall be richly rewarded for when I was hungry, you fed me. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And in the context, if you read it, in that moment, we're going to say, but, but, but when did we do that? I don't remember doing that. And then Jesus is going to respond in verse 36. He's going to say, the king will answer them. Verse 35, the king will answer them. I can guarantee this truth. Whatever you did for one of my brother's people, or people, whatever you did for people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. You did it for me. Jesus is saying, when you clean that dirt up, Randy, you weren't really doing it for your neighbor. You were doing it for, for me. Jesus is saying when you reach people, when you love people, when you serve people, when you help people, when you invite people, whatever you're doing, and wherever you, whenever you're reaching out to people, you're actually doing it for me. Jesus is saying, this is what matters most. People matter. Now, I know at all of our campuses, I know this is heavy. But as a pastor, it is my job description to prepare you for this final exam that you will have with your creator someday. It's in the Bible. It's in the book. You have to read it. But you've been given the answers today. You can start today, and you can get those answers right. God matters. People matter. Here's the third one. Eternity matters. Eternity matters. This is what you need to understand. Hear me today. The vast majority, think about it. The vast majority of your life is on the other side of this earthly life. It's, it's absolutely true. You live forever. This is the shortest amount of time on earth. It's the shortest amount of time that you will really ever, ever live because you exist forever. The Bible communicates this so many times. Psalms 39 verse 4, Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. This is, this is if, if you was in my office right now, I have this verse on my desk. It's a sticky note. Just to remind me, Rand, get it right. Live for what matters. It's brief. Help me to know that I'm here for but a moment more. James says it this way, James 4.14. Your life is like the morning fog. Hello. It's here a little while, then it's gone. News alert. You're just a morning fog. You thought you were all that in a bag of chips? You're just, come on, somebody help me. Come on, lean over to your neighbor and say, good morning, morning fog. Go ahead. You're just, you, you thought you were all that. You thought you were that important. You're just, in, in the scope of things, this is just the morning, the morning fog. Now, I know some of you see this as a bummer because you don't live for eternity. You live for earth. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see. You don't live for earth, you live for eternity. 
And the truth is, is when you get that reality, this really becomes good news because I'm here to tell you, heaven is better. Heaven is better. Heaven is better than where you are right now. Your home is better. What you do is better. I'm here to tell you, heaven's better than Clovis. Heaven's better than Fresno. Heaven's even better than Madeira. Heaven. Paul said, it's better for me to go. Heaven is better. Read your Bible. You know, when you really read your Bible and you find out at heaven, you start seeing that really what we're living in is like the city dump. And it's amazing how many of us love living in the city dump. I'm here to announce to celebration, heaven is better. Heaven's better. Heaven's better. Now, if the vast majority, vast majority of your life is spent in eternity, then it's obvious that eternity matters. If I can get my worship team back up here. If the vast majority, and all of our campuses here this, this morning, if the vast majority of our life is spent in eternity, then it's obvious that eternity matters. Jesus said it this way, Luke 12, 15, watch out. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. That word greed means living for right now. Get all I can get right now. Grab all I can grab right because it's about right. Now get it, have it, do it now. Forget about the long-term investment. Forget about eternity. Just live for what I can get right, what makes me happy right now. And then Jesus says, watch out for that because life does not consist in the abundance of the right now. Wow. Jesus is saying, not about right now. Jesus is saying, you're forgetting about what really matters. And then Jesus goes on to say this, one of our last verses here in Matthew 6, don't store up treasures here on earth. Why? Because earth really doesn't matter like eternity matters. Well, it matters, but it's not the top three. It's not what matters most. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroy them because that's what most of us are doing. We're, we're grabbing and we're, we're building and we're... And, 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 and Jesus says, remember, you're going to stand before me and then what's going to happen with all that stuff that you gave your life to get? He says, verse 20, store your treasure in heaven because heaven matters. <laughs> Eternity matters where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in. And still, uh, Jesus is just reminding us, I hope you're getting it, Jesus is reminding us to live our life on this earth like eternity matters. Using your treasure, using your time, using your talent and abilities, using your money, using your resources for things that matter most. Listen to me. This is the greatest inside trading tip in the Bible. Invest yourself in heaven because eternity matters. My, my challenge to you today 
is that we need to start living like God matters, people matter, and eternity matters. As I close this service this morning, at all of our campuses, you might be asking the question, so how do I know? How do I know if I'm living for what matters most? Let let me give it to you in a, a nutshell this morning. If God matters, then your treasure, then your time, your talent, your abilities, your money, your resources will reveal it. Hmm? They'll remove. If God matters, if God matters, you'll give of your time to go help in the nursery here at Celebration. If God matters, you'll you'll pick up a flag and start helping us park cars. If 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 God matters, if God matters, you're going to get involved in the things of God, involved in the dream team. You're not going to be a spectator. If, if God matters, you're going to give of your time. You give your time somewhere. You give of your resources somewhere. You give of your ability somewhere. And God is saying, if I really matter, then I need your resources. I need your treasure. Because God matters. And if God's not getting your, if God's not getting your treasure, the truth of the matter is God really doesn't matter. If, if you're just kind of one of those casual attendees, like, like, do we go to church or do we not go to church? God doesn't matter. God does If you're always showing up late because it's not important to you to get here on time, God, I don't know if God really matters. You, you wouldn't show up late at your job. Oh, I've gone to preaching now. Come on. Come on, pastor's back. He's right now. Come on. He's helping us this morning. How do, how do I know if people matter? Then your treasure, your time, and your talent is, is going to reveal it. That's what got me. You know, I'm really not cleaning the dirt up myself. I'm paying a guy to clean the dirt up. But it's still my treasure. It's still costing me. Why? Because I decided that my neighbor matters. And it wasn't worth fighting over and limiting and hindering an influence. If eternity matters, then your treasure, your time, your talent, your money will be preparing you for what's ahead for eternity. Now, this is it. This is what I want to say to you today. Here it is. This is where we're going to close. If you will start living a life where God matters, people matter, and eternity matters, you will have a life that really matters. Come on, all of our campuses, give it up. Come on, how many of you love them this morning? How many of you are thankful for him this morning? Come on, does God matter to you this morning? And all of our campuses, I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just pray. God, I know this is so sobering to so many of us. God, it's so sobering as you was giving it to me and preparing it. And God, I pray today that, that Father, this, this truth, this message would, God, cause us to move in the right direction. That God, we don't get to the end of our life realizing we wasted our life for things that don't matter. God, whatever adjustments we need to make, God, at all of our campuses, with all the people, God, as, they, as, God, as they're asking the question, God, God what, 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 what does this mean to me? What do I need to do, God? 
God, I pray that you would help people see the adjustments that they need to make in the areas of their relationship with you, their relationship with with people, and their relationship with this earth and eternity. God, I pray that as we do that, as we do that, and live for what matters most, then, Father, anything else that matters will be fulfilled because our priorities, our priorities are right. God, I, I pray for healing for the hurting. I pray peace and wholeness and restoration for every person that's listening to me today. As we put you first in our life, God, we thank you that you have access to to bring wholeness and peace, nothing broken, nothing missing, in Jesus' name. At all of our campuses, I'm going to ask you just to, to remain in an attitude of prayer with your heads bowed, eyes closed. And as I, as I look all over this congregation this morning, at all of our campuses, and you're here, and you would say that I'm not living like God matters. Maybe some of you are here in Clovis, there in Fresno, there in Madeira, and you say, you know, I've never lived like God matters. Or you might be here and say, you know, I once lived like God matters, but I'm not living like God matters anymore. If that's you at any of our campuses right now, I want you to lift your hand as high as you can get it all over this room because I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, lift your hand as high as you can get all over there in Fresno. Come on, there in Madeira, here in Clovis. Keep your hands up. God doesn't matter like he needs to matter, but today I'm making the adjustment. Today I'm making the change. At all of our campuses, hands held high in all of our locations. You can put your hands down. Listen, if you raised your hand or didn't raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is your relationship. And that's where you're putting your trust today. The Bible says, the Bible's very, very clear to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you'll have a relationship with him that if you'll believe in him, you won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life. This is your moment to have that relationship. Listen, if you're not right with God, I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And here in Clovis, there in Fresno and Madeira, and I want you to say it with everything that you've got within you and believe it in your heart. In fact, everybody at all of our campuses, would you pray this prayer as a means of support to those that are praying? And say this, say, say, say this with me. God, save me today. I want to reorder my life. I want to put you first in my life. Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. And Jesus, I make you my Lord. And from this day forward, come on, say it. From this day forward, with your help, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, you received that today. Come on, give it up. So many people raise their hands. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.